I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Welcome to another episode of How Goods Footy, an AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. And just I'm before you ask that question, Tom. Tom. Wait, how, I'm Tom. How frequently is hang this on, podcast hang on. released? Weekly. What did I say? You didn't say anything. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> If you're still listening to this point, you will notice, Sean, not in today's episode. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the introduction again. I had a good crack last week. Yeah. I've had another crack this week. Yeah. Reckon I'll be fired next in three weeks' time. <laughs> so you're Tom. I'm Tom. I'm Joel. And we've got someone who's not Sean here. It's Gemma. Hello. Welcome back, Gemma. Gemma, Hello. you waved. I, I always wave in podcasts when I yeah, get Yeah, it's good. It's polite. That's true. I'm enthusiastic. The, the vibe is captured through the microphone anyway. The listeners are waving back. Aren't you listeners? They fucking they better. Are. You'll feel it in a couple of days when they're listening to this. You'll be like, oh, people are waving at me. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, they could just send me waving emojis on Twitter. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, say, uh, tweet Gemma just a waving emoji or a waving gif. Yep. Just let her know. You're waving back. Or just a photo of the ocean. Go real weird oh, with it. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey. On that, how good's footy? Wow. Uh, Gemma, obviously, this is a relatively touchy subject for you this week. Uh, because <laughs> Great week to come on. <laughs> Sydney slowing down a little bit. But one team that has sucked shit for <laughs> the entire year. Finally! My God. Um, you know your team is bad when a win also gets negative publicity, which is interesting. Um, How I mean, does I sh- win get negative publicity? Because uh, it's insulting to fans that Essendon haven't been playing like this for the rest of the rounds. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but that's... The question is, where, yeah, where has that effort been? Yeah, yeah. But so isn't that's... this traditional Essendon? Don't they always have a good run in the back half of the season? We are at the ha- over the halfway mark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've left it too late, though, because yeah, usually... it's mathematically impossible. Yeah, so I think... <laughs> So it's round, we just concluded round 14 and Essendon are 2 and 11. 
Aren't you three and eleven? Three and eleven. Three and eleven. Sorry. Yes. Oh, hey, fucking hell! Dreams well, alive. Actually, three ten because there was a buy. So you must yeah. be three ten. Yeah, huge. Look out! Look out! Finals. Uh, mathematically impossible. Um, yeah, it is. Even if we, ru- I mean, we would have the most psycho run home. Yeah, no, you could still only dropped- win twelve games. Yeah, which wouldn't be enough. No, because they're saying fourteen wins you need. To yeah, make because, yeah, because it's, it's so competitive from one to twelve. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we could have the most psycho run home and miss finals by winning every game, but which would be very funny. Would be very funny because you know what you'd do? You'd fuck up so many teams trying to make finals. Look <laughs> at <laughs> the way you giggled just then. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I haven't experienced this much this much at all this year. In fact, it's only happened three times. Oh uh, well, yeah. if you'd been watching your VFLW team, which I have, because we've made the grand final, and not only did we make the grand final, we fucking took a shit on Casey. It's because you haven't pulled out any of the AFLW players from your team, and every other team has. Yeah, well, uh, we also only, we were undefeated in the season. There was one draw. You drew, yeah. Which is not a loss, so therefore we're undefeated. <laughs> Holy shit. This is like 2000 all over again, except... Yeah. They lost one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We well, are you guys better? <laughs> yes. The women's team. Yeah. Well, the so the semifinal. Okay, they're calling it the semifinal, but it's like in my brain, I want to say prelim. It's, it's equivalent of a prelim. Is that kind of right? So the VFLW final structure is very, very strange because it's six teams. So. It's six, but it's also really weird. So it was a, a prelim bo- for you, but it wasn't for Casey. If Casey had won. Whoever lost yeah. gets another shot before the grand final. So Casey this oh. weekend will play the Southern Saints. Okay. And I'll be commentating. So it's kind of like a Whoa, call. Holy shit. That's huge. I've been commentating the VFLW. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Commentated Geelong uh, losing uh, because two of our best VFLW players got picked up by an AFLW expansion side. Hey, uh, Gemma's waving again. So I'm hey, just wondering gee, who I wonder which by. side. Paige Port Shepard. Adelaide. Paige Shepard. <laughs> yeah, um, Paige. And uh, Hawthorne obviously lost to Southern Saints on Sunday, which I commentated. So I'm the death knell for all these teams. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. I was confused because I knew the grand final was the following week. It's like July 3rd, I believe, uh, in Port Melbourne. Yes. Yes. I'm going to try real hard to go because I fucking love this VFLW team and it's the only taste of success I'm getting this year. Hey, by this weekend, you got some success too. I did. They lifted. Yeah. Me. One man. Well, you <laughs> and another man who is, I don't know if you've heard this, about 200 centimetres tall. Oh, yeah. 100 games, 200 centimetres. Or as one of my friends called him, seven litre Fujitsu. Peter. <laughs> well, didn't Essendon tweet something about two litre Peter? Was that a mistake or is that a joke that I've missed? Could have been a mistake. Could have been a joke. Calling him anything is funny. But yeah. 200 centimetre penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what we like to call him. Yeah, here. yeah. On account of he has the second largest dick in the AFL. Yeah, um, um, Charlie Big Dick Dixon. Yeah, obviously has the largest. Aren't you glad you've come on this? Podcast, that was the exact Gemma? moment that Gemma's like, "I'm not sharing this episode." <laughs> <laughs> that was the exact moment. Gemma went, "I wonder if I'll still have a job in any of the cool things I get to do uh, after this." Yeah, so it was a big weekend. In fact, Essendon, the Essendon team won across all well, four formats. All, yeah, four formats. Um, yeah, I was like, I went to say four, and then my brain was like, no, am I forgetting one? I'm like, no, four's right. And I was like, what was it, three? It was four. It was four. Um, Huge results across the board. And the AFLW team for Acidon is looking so good, and I'm so excited, and they've released like their memberships finally, so I can get one. Gemma, this is a stupid question, but have they locked in the home grounds yet? 
Uh, the only one that I've definitely heard confirmed is Alberton for Port Adelaide. Okay. It's every chance the others have been locked in, I just haven't heard yet. But yeah. my the only one that I definitely know about is Alberton, so, which is amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Adelaide Oval's off the cards? No, no. But like Adelaide's home ground uh, is Norwood. Yeah, it's Norwood, not Adelaide right. Oval. So yeah. for finals and big games, they'll play Adelaide Oval when it permits because obviously it's during cricket season as well. Yep. Um, but I imagine the first ever derby will be. Oh, that'll be massive. Showdown, baby. Yeah. Double showdown. What if they, no. It can't. Can't, it can't be because it. it's the buy round. But it'd be huge. I'd love to travel over for that. Man. That's going to go. Not only is it, I've just realized, not only is it showdown, but Port Adelaide's captain. Well, is, uh, we don't have a captain yet. Well, we. <laughs> I mean, we generally. Let's, let's hypothesize. How many teams do you have? <laughs> All right. Generally, if, there's no captain announcement yet. If not a captain, then their star player in. Their marquee signing in Aaron Phillips. Okay, marquee signing all go. So with. they're having a showdown. Aaron Phillips defecting, going over there. Oh, oh that's spicy. Um, I guess what are you going to Adelaide? Yo, I miss <laughs> do Ad- it. I miss Adelaide Oval. We can stand on the hill. We can, I love standing we can get a on curry. the hill. We can get Kari and stand on the hill. Still the best. Still the best. See cuisine. Aaron Phillips up close and be a bit scared of how good they are at footy. I forgot to eat last time I was at Adelaide Oval, and it was like a big. You thing. forget to eat at a lot of footy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was different. I was sick that time. Okay. When I fainted on the train. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom witnessed me. F- no, you went on the train. No, no, I heard about Sean it. Sean witnessed me fainting on the yeah. train, and that's why he's not here tonight. Because we're in a blood. No, feud. no, he's having a. Is a blood feud? <laughs> <laughs> he's no, taking the week off footy. It every time. His basketball team lost and his footy team had a bye, so Yeah, he, he took a Sabbath from football. He did. Yeah, he he's, take, he's, he's trying to find inner peace and ladies and gentlemen, it's hard. Yeah, he <laughs> is struggling. Yeah. Um this week is his his tactic this week, Gemma and listeners, was to just not engage with anything at all. He watched a game of footy with yep. you, Tom, and, and didn't take in anything. No, we were talk- I asked him a question about something that happened in the game after the fact, and he's like, "That what? He was like, like, I don't know. I didn't watch any footy. And Tom was like, you watched it with me. And he was like, oh, Tom, I bounced off. That's bounced my week off. off. Teflon. Teflon, Sean. Um, do we want to take a look at the games? We'll look at the AFL yeah, we'll we'll start with the AFLM games and then we'll go from there. Because yeah, buy, it was another buy round, so not that many games, but whew, one very exciting result, which I've already spoken about. I know. <laughs> so good. Draper took a hanger, which and it did didn't, you, I know it was in also the, in the photos. It didn't look like he got up very high at all. It only looks high in the video and even in the back half of the video because they start falling down together. It <laughs> ends up looking like he jumped about thirty centimeters off the ground. Yeah, it's very funny. He's a He's a wild man, that boy. Speaking of wild man and Sam Draper, one thing that, because the Essendon social media has been pretty good throughout all of this. Um, Whoever Essendon's graphic designer is, is nailing it. But did you see after the game this weekend that they gave Guelphie the camera in the change rooms? And then they just posted like five photos he'd taken. They are so funny. (laughs) Um, I am shocked that Guelphie is, is, is a cooker. Guelphie and Draper are best <coughs> friends and they love each other so much and just like are constantly <laughs> like um someone <laughs> uh I think it was yeah, Draper posted like a selfie and like Guelphie just commented on it like Papa and then like the a horrible emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I like to imagine they travel around like Banjo Kazooie. They probably could. 
Um, just Guelphie in a little papoose on Sam. They should play like that. And then they can get an extra guy in the team. All right, so Where scroll through these. The photos? Oh, okay. it's on the, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, the caption is, give Matt Guelphie the camera. This is what you get. All right, so I'm going to describe Stri- there. <laughs> straight off the bat. Okay, so straight away we've got we've got Sam Draper eating a salad roll with Harry Harrison Jones. Jones. Yeah, who's shirtless who's, and kind of flexing. Yeah. He's, he's a handsome man, Jones. It, it looks like a model shot. Am I incorrect? No, he's handsome. He's I'm a beautiful boy. <laughs> okay, we then got lovely That's photo. Nat Wood. That's Nat Wood That's with Nat Wood. Dylan Shield. Dylan Shield looks very happy. Nat Wood looks very happy. Great photo. After winning the first game in how long? And he's played well two weeks in a row. Yep. Uh, all right. The next one. Is that the Jai Coldwell one? Yeah. It's yep. like a model shot. <laughs> but but it's it looks so awkward. awkward. <laughs> and also he's got red all over his shorts. Uh, which Just where his dick is. <laughs> yes. So people keep being like, Jai, you okay? <laughs> the last photo is my favorite. Who's that pointing to the camera? Who's that guy? I can't remember which photo that is. It's just a guy pointing at the camera like this. It's the mm. second to last photo. I don't know who it is. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> no, no one's tagged in it. Last photo is BT going down there for Roaming Brian. But it's like he just looks like the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> he looks like he just ripped a huge fart. <laughs> and you haven't smelt it yet, but you're about to. But yeah, like the aura around BT is like... It's not a flattering photo at all. Like, look. I saw it. I don't need to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to talk about the first game from the weekend, which was Richmond versus Carlton? Yeah. Uh, Tracy, what's going on? Well, Tracy's actually got an email about this. Uh, About this game? Yeah. Because she should be here, but unfortunately her team lost, so she's not. And I tipped them, and Tracy, because I tipped them, I reckon I got two tips for this whole weekend. (laughs) That's not good. I got more than that. Uh, yeah, so you got the fucking cheeky bombers bump. Uh, Tracy emailed in with his subject cursed. Twice now, Tom has announced that if Carlton win, I can be on the show, and both times we've lost. I refuse to partake in an activity that's clearly cursed the club. So, <laughs> so it sounds like this podcast curses Carlton quite a bit yeah. in different uh, ways. My existence is usually the curse. So, Tracy, I'm sorry if it was actually my vibe that did it, but it was Tom's words, definitely. I'm just saying, Tracy, that if they wanted you on here, they'd have won. <laughs> um, uh, now nah, they'll win this week. Who they got this week? Oh, actually, no. Spicy game. They got Frio at Marvel. <gasps> Might go to that. That'd be fun to go to. Well, we're going to a game, a pretty big game this week. We are. Well, I was going to say weekend, but that is incorrect on Thursday night. We're going to Top the, of the Melbourne-Brisbane game at the G. Why don't you invite me? Come. What the fuck is this? Yeah, come. Come. You're invited. Uh, this is the invite. Last time I was going to meet up with you with the footy, you sat in an ABC commentary box instead because it was warmer. I was doing my job. Yeah, fair. Hey, <laughs> Sam Doherty is one of my favorite players that doesn't play for Essendon. He's a great boy. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's not like you imagine, like, actually, I saw a story where he, he murdered eight people. No, not disagreeing. I'm just getting comfortable. Okay. Um. Yeah, love him, Uh. which is... Can I hard for me to do because he plays for the Carlton men's team, a club that throughout history I have not been very fond of. Uh, they've usually brought me nothing but misery and pain. Um, but yeah, well, Saad nearly got his eye ripped out. Yeah, and Tom Lynch. played very well. And I saw Saad at a cafe the next day, and his eye was fine, and he was on the phone being like, "Yeah, a bit of a rough game." 
So he played really well. Yeah, he yeah. did. He had. I saw a stat at halftime that he yes, this had, is had twelve stat. bounces. No, fourteen bounces. Yeah, it was thirteen. I think. Whatever it was, it was like his record is X number, and he'd had like almost that in the first half alone. Yeah, I think the record was fourteen. And he had 13 in the half. Something like that. What I loved is that I saw one passage of play where he took seven bounces. Do you know who has – I was just going to say, do you know who has the record for bounces in the AFLW, just for fun? Uh, okay. I feel like – you. <sighs> no, no. Actually, no, you didn't. I was like, I'm pretty sure you tweeted about this recently, but – I didn't. No. no. I'm thinking of um, – that was bouncing the ball was in the media recently, and I just was so. That was the so Heath Shaw, yeah. the recent Heath Shaw have yeah the highest. Did you hear that someone's conspiracy theory about that? That that happened the same weekend that so, they broke. One of them broke the record, and then the other one broke the record like a bit later on. And you're telling me that that the Shaw brothers were like, hey, <laughs> oh, the second one absolutely was trying to outdo a hundred percent. Yeah, but I think it comes off the back of. Because it comes off the back of both of those players didn't usually bounce the ball very often, and then in one weekend they both went bananas with it. One whole season, yeah. It was yeah. like it was almost like they had a competition where, all right, at the end of this season, which of us is going to bounce? <laughs> There's a year that uh, Joel Selwood had his most ever like goal kicking year ever, where he kicked the most number of goals he's ever kicked in his career. Yeah, that's because at the start of that season he had a bet with Alan Christensen as to who would kick the most goals in the year. Who won? Joel Selwood, he's a captain. He can just put himself anywhere he wants. <laughs> don't make bets with the don't make bets with the guy who could change the structure of the team during the game and no one will bat an eyelid. And Gemma, this is all padding to let you know that no, we're not entirely sure yeah, who has who the most amount of bounces Actually, in the AFLW. Uh in the history, that's what it was? Yes. In a single game. Oh, in a single game. No, I was gonna say Blackburn for history. No, I can tell you history as well. All right, hit okay. us with both of them. Hit him with both. So, in a single game, Belinda Smith had 11 last year against GWS. That's 11's big. pretty good. Um, in the history, Gemma Houghton has taken the most bounces. and That the, is crazy. The, the records for most bounces are almost solely populated by either WA teams or WA venues. It's because they're so big? Style of play. Ah, it's weird to me that Gemma Houghton... Why? She's a full forward. She does like getting up on the ground and going for a run, though, hey? Yeah, she had 20 bounces last season, I want to say. Last season, this season. That's a, that's um, like... Which is a record in a single season as well. Yeah, true. I guess Buddy bounces it, used to bounce it a bit back in the day when he roamed up the ground a bit more. Still does. Wait for Amy Franklin when she gets consistent games at Frio now. She'll be doing that. But Belinda Smith, underrated player. That is... And bouncing the ball is a good stat, too. Bouncing the ball is a good stat. Because it means... Some it, stats are dog shit. Like... Possessions, for example. Yeah, who cares? Lame. <laughs> oh, you got 40. Yeah, I bounced the ball the same amount of times you handballed. Next time instead of handballing, have a bounce. Also, bouncing bouncing is a good stat because the bounce is a risk. So is that your favorite stat? Is bouncing my tackles favorite Tackles is my favorite tackles stat. Tackles is your favorite? Uh, tackles well, I have a fun tackle stat for you if you want it. I would love to know a tackle stat. Hit me with the tackle stat. So, Kiara Bowers has played 33 career games. Yes. In her first 31 games, she had five or more tackles. <sighs> In every cons- consecutively her first 31 games. The next most to have five or more tackles consecu- in consecutive games yeah. is uh, Ebony Marinoff with 18. So, almost half. That is turbo. Fucking hell. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's a good stat. Speaking of good stats, if we so roll wait, with- 
Tackles your favorite. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, I I love uh, goals. (laughs) (laughs) I love goals. No, no, I love a really specific stat. Someone who has double figure disposals and tackles and a hundred percent disposal efficiency. So Karen Harrington with twenty three and a hundred. Yeah, I love that sort of shit. I love it when a player's like, I'm going to have the most possessions on the ground and they're all going somewhere. Well, Karen Peterson, I should say, it's her name now. Um, yeah, she got married. She, yeah, Joel. Congratulations. I know, we know you Joel, listen. That's, oh. Joel's her husband. Yeah, that, it's who, not you, me. Who tried to give me COVID last week, but I was protected. Um, that's insane that he would try to do that to you. Too powerful on the stats. <laughs> He's like, you're going <laughs> to give my wife's stats away to somebody else. <laughs> I help him all the time. I work with him. That's even ruder that he tried to give you COVID. I can't believe it. So yeah, it. good stuff. What's your favorite stat, Gemma? That's we have nothing to give you in return for this information, yeah. but- No, no, no. I think it's c- an interesting one. I get asked this all the time. I think it changes. I I like tackles because I like defensive players, but I think- Ben Ronk. That's the stat you love the most. Ben Ronk is your favorite stat? Yeah. That's because it's, Why do I love this stat, Tom? Because it is the most amount of tackles on debut, right? No. Isn't what? It? 10 tackles? No other player in the history of That's the game, it. men's or women's, has ever had s- kicked seven goals and laid ten tackles in a game. Ben Ronk is the only player to That's ever do actually, that. Um, and everyone always talks about the seven goals, but they never mention the tackles. Who was that against? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Okay, because I was really scared because I thought it might have been against us. No, no, was that no, game no, where Hawthorne... That's when Sydney comes back and destroys Oh, yeah, home. no, I'm well yeah, aware yeah. of that. I Hey, familiar with that. Always close games that. and usually on the receiving end of a well, close Well, it wasn't loss. close this year. Yeah. Hey, yeah, no, it, it wasn't. wasn't. Do you want some? Do you want some message enjoy though again? Oh yeah, oh, let's yeah, roll sorry. into the next game. Yeah. Um. I'm well, going to speak- hijack everything with AFLW. No, that's what, hey, that's good because the Essendon AFLW situation is incredibly positive. So I'm happy to talk about it all episode. <laughs> uh, I will say just on tackles because I've already revealed that Essendon beat St Kilda this week, which was an upset, but I don't think it was the biggest upset of all time, if that makes sense. Because St Kilda. Essendon would you for a win, because even if you're a really shit team, you will win at some point. One thing that was super good about this game is, so Essendon have come under pressure for their lack of pressure. Um, in this game, Jai Coldwell, seven tackles. Zach Merritt, seven tackles. Jake Stringer, six tackles. Dylan Shield, six, five tackles. <laughs> uh, so that's a good sign. Uh, love Massimo. Ha- happy debut. Love you. Don't leave the team. Please don't get dropped next week. Uh, we should make some T-shirts that are like the Mossimo brand T-shirt, but they say Massimo instead. Yeah. I reckon that'd be sick. Uh, Peter Wright, 100 games, kicked four goals. Loves it. Uh, <sighs> Stringer kicked his first goal since coming back. Do you know, actually, do you want to know a stat about Essendon? And Gemma will correct me when I'm wrong. Will I? I don't know the number, but I believe that this game on the weekend was the first time that Essendon have kicked a goal in the last quarter since like round five or six round or six. something. Yeah. Round six. Jesus Christ. That's yuck. That's half the season. That's bad. It's probably also the first time we've scored over 100 points in a game maybe all year. Yeah, probably. No, nah, the, the one you came back against Hawthorne, didn't you kick over 100 in that? Actually, yes. Uh, which, was a, which was a while ago, but not that long ago. It was the week before you lost to Sydney. Was the last time you probably kicked a goal in the last quarter? Yeah, yeah 108, 108 then. Yeah, hmm, and that was round eight. What? Yeah, your stats are wrong. No, no, then all right. Then you didn't kick a goal in that last quarter. 
against Hawthorne in round eight. We kicked eight goals in the last quarter. I said round six. It was round eight. I apologize. Apology accepted. Yeah, geez, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> we also kicked a goal in round nine against uh, against Sydney in the last quarter. Do you want quarter. to know a fun fact about that game? <laughs> I feel like you're trying to distract <laughs> me. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I saw the stat about how they hadn't kicked a goal in the Essendon last quarter. kicked a goal in the last quarter against Richmond in round 10. Um, what was the stat then that I'm thinking of? I saw that too. <laughs> okay, round 11, we didn't kick a goal in the last quarter. And then round 12 is the bye. Round 13 against Carlton, we don't kick it. Yeah, look. Oh, round 11. Do you know what it might be? It might have been for six weeks or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Gemma, what's your stat? It's not a stat. I said it's a fun thing. Okay, fun what's fact. your fun fact? So my friend Marnie, who's amazing. Who's shout out to Marnie. Big Essendon supporter. A big shout out to Marnie. Yeah. Who you've probably interacted with on Twitter before. Um, shout out to my interaction with Marnie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if it exists, big shout out to it. Big if it doesn't shout ex- out. If it doesn't exist, at some point in the future, it will. Go Bombers. Love your work, Marnie. What's your fun fact, Gemma? I watched that Sydney Essendon game with her. This is not a fun fact for me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this fun fact is getting worse for Joel. When the Dylan Shield thing happened with Luke Parker. Yeah. And you know how the media harped on about it for like a whole week. Yeah. And it was... A big thing out of nothing. It was a big thing because of who did it, not because it happened. So I... Yeah, yeah, that's why we're moving on quickly. All right. So I bought bought money at Luke Parker badge. It's her first ever AFL badge. Yeah. AFLM badge. Um, And now she's a Luke Parker fan. She wears it on her Essendon scuff. That is (laughs) not something I'd be doing uh, solely because it looks like... If I saw someone doing that, I would assume that they are being a fuckwit towards Dylan Scheel, who is very scrutinized in the media and seems like a relatively nice man. Can we, can we, while we're on the topic of the media going after nice okay, boys and the media not going hard enough after maybe not nice boys, Joel? Tom, you have the floor. So, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Jordan Dugowie, massive cunt. Fuckhead. Huge fuckhead. The way in which players like Dugowie, who behave as badly as Dugowie, are portrayed in the media. And again, his reasoning is this week, the media are so mean to me. And all of his ex-teammates and friends like Dane Swan and Dale Thomas and Heath Shaw, who famously have never done anything bad ever. Oh, um, except Tom, a lot of bad stuff. If you Google Dane Swan uh, punch security guard, just read the article that comes up about (laughs) that. Also, as always, read Night Games. Um, Just as a fun little book. But the idea that there's a narrative around certain players in the media who are being like criticized harshly and treated unfairly by journos when they misbehave is so fucking insane because the easiest way for our players to deal with that is to... um, Learn what consent is, one. And two, stop being a fuckhead. Yeah. Like, if you don't want stories about you being, like, the media don't go hard enough on Jordan to go. What's going to happen is, right, so this whole incident's happened again. I'm not going to go into the details of it because he's a fuckhead and that's all we need to know about him. Yeah. And if any Saints fans are listening, I'm so sorry if he ends up at your club. Yeah. Um, change teams. Change teams. Advice. Absolutely. Um, if he ends up at Essendon, I'll do the same thing. If he came with Geelong, which he wouldn't ever, but if he did, I'd change teams too. Mm. I would. <laughs> what? If I, I'd buy a purple shirt tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, so the idea that he, whatever happens out of this, if he plays on the weekend, right, 
or at any time next time he plays, the narrative around it will be once he starts playing well or he kicks, you know, a few goals in a game, journalists from certain networks and commentators from certain networks will be yeah. like, he's he's working hard to redeem himself. Would they be networks that employ Eddie Maguire and potentially that's why he's protected, Tom? Maybe. Who I knows? I would maybe look at the correlation there. Because someone like, for example, Tex Walker. Yep. Sorry, Taylor, there's only one text in the AFL and his surname's Wanganine. Taylor, fuckhead, yep. gets booed still every yep. week, which is a touchy subject, but in this instance, I'm a big time for it. I think if people booed Jordan to go for the rest of his career and he retired in disgrace, that would only be a net positive. Yeah. Let's look at, like, just while we're on booing, let's look at the way one player was treated by the AFL for doing nothing wrong compared to another player. Like, even the Collingwood social media team... Love getting horny about Dugowie when he comes back and does something after misbe- after assaulting yeah. someone. I think the craziest... Like I, mean, I keep saying misbehaving. He just gets drunk and assaults people, and he's done it multiple times. He's never faced a consequence. You could have fixed it if you addressed it the first time, but you didn't. What's going to happen on the weekend is it'll be like, yep, he, you know, he's redeeming himself, and then they'll start the conversation. Is he worth $1.2 million a year at, say, a St. Kilda? Or, or, or maybe Essendon, you know, pay $2 million over a three-year period with a... And then he hears that and goes, that's right, I could do what I want because I could still earn a million dollars a season. I think it was, so there's a lot of layers to this story where like he announced he was doing that and everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. And then he was a fucking idiot and footage of that emerged literally immediately. Mm. Then he made an apology. No, 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 no. He did not make an apology. Sorry. He put out a statement. Yes. Where he used the hashtag enough is enough. Which was the hashtag used by the women who marched to parliament to protest violence against women. Yes. Which he's that, been accused of at least three times. Yes. And in one Weird. time, one time not charged, but I believe found guilty. Uh, was no, I think that was the, the one that they downgraded a, it to harassment. The one in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. He's a fuckhead. He sucks, and I think if there are anyone out there who is listening to our podcast who genuinely is like, Tom, let's chat about going. I have one word for you. I have another word for you. He's a cunt. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, he's someone that, it, yeah, I hope that no one picks him up. And I hope so too, but I, like, I don't have that much hope for the AFL. It's industry. sounding like St. Kilda probably will. Or alternatively, Essendon will swoop in the last moment and pick him up because he's a player we don't need and we love to pick up those type of players. Well, th- and this is the issue. Goes the against issue- the club culture that. So Essendon's problem has a lot of problems at the moment. One is the club culture. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. We get the it. The club culture at the moment is like, oh, they're a nice team, and like the Essendon boys are nice boys, and I can also see some fucking idiot. Adrian Dodora, being like, oh, let's fix this up by putting in a bad boy. And I can get him for cheap because he was a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the thing. And there's all of that. But then also the, the media's focus, weirdly, from a lot of ex-players has been, you know. Boys will be boys. boys well, no, clubs don't own players. They employ them. And it's He's like, a yeah. grown man. It's his choice if he wants to go. It's the same with Stephen May. It's it's his own choice if he wants to drink. But, but yeah, but consequences yeah it doesn't matter it's, just, it's called consequences he's guys. not in trouble for drinking no i mean he, Stephen may was yes um but <laughs> consequences it's that's all it is it's just called consequences guys and the idea that yes he's not owned by a club he's employed by a club yeah if you did the things that jordan degoe did at your job you would be fired immediately but can we also just establish the fact that what degoe has done repeatedly 
isn't yes. just a breach of workplace conduct. No, it's, it's crime. against the law. Yeah. Like, this is where it's different to all this other stuff. And yes. I think it's been getting caught up in all these other indiscretions that male footballers have been caught up in. And it's a completely separate conversation. And people are equating it to things that are completely irrelevant. And yeah, if you want to go and party in Bali and show that you don't really give a shit about your job or you think that you're very secure in it, show that you're an idiot. But then when you cross the line and you do something that is illegal and invade someone else's space and sense of being, that's stepping over a different line. Yes. And I just beg that people, and obviously the two of you are good to women and not assholes and all of that not sort all of men, stuff. Not all men, Joel. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just beg for particularly men to think about how it might feel to be a woman in the industry, seeing that that is the value that is placed on people is not about whether they treat you as a human. And we've had this conversation recently with all the Fox footy stuff that went on a couple of months ago, but understand that as a woman, every time something like this happens, your value is not treated as you as a person or what you can offer. It's treated about you in relation to what you can provide men and what they can do to you. And I think that is the repeated frustration for women as fans that work in the industry that are around this sort of stuff. It's about that those individual women who are being, their personal space is being invaded and they are being assaulted, but it's also about what it projects to the rest of the world. And every time someone like Jordan Goey keeps getting a job offer and millions of dollars offered to him, you are told that his his value is worth a million dollars and you're worth nothing. Yeah. And that is what the issue is. His ability to kick a goal, the, to kick three goals a game is more important than your ability to exist in the same industry as him. Yeah. Even if it's not in the same realm, like playing or working at a club, but working in that same sphere. Because you then have all the the guys being like, well, you know, it's not that bad. It's like, well, it is, though. Could like, you imagine being a Collingwood AFLW player? Yeah. Would or a netballer? Yeah. Well, I feel like the AFL here could be on the precipice of something, but they will definitely fuck it up, so I'm not getting my hopes up. Well, nothing will happen. Well, unless, unless. Because there is talks, and these are rumors, but that there is going to be a huge reshuffle of the commentary team. Because there is one figure in particular that should not be there. Um, and one. It, <laughs> in particular, one. one. One figure. Yeah, there's a lot. But yes, there is There is definitely at least one. Well, one that's been, I guess. Cause they, Question, though, just before we get into this. Do you mm. reckon there's any correlation between him having a job and people like to go with thinking they can get away with what they get? Nah, probably not. Um, and then also, I mean, <laughs> recently hiring someone who has had multiple instances where it showed that they'd backed players who acted like fuckwits mm. uh, recently getting added to panels which is very much a big step forward getting out of uh, backwards getting out of the panels and and also like they can't even they can't even be like yeah but at least he's good no 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 you've added him to a panel and he provides no insight yeah i could do that insight i've never played the game also have never bullied a man out of a team for <laughs> criticizing the president for being racist but that's just me yeah um, but if this reshuffle that is allegedly happening happens and Wayne Carey is out of the job and Jordan Degoy doesn't get off at anything, it will at least feel like we're heading in the right direction, but I don't think that's going to happen. So that's exciting. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Do I, 
Well, I was maybe like, let's talk about some good news, but the next game is uh, Gemma's game and your team lost, Gemma. Are the wheels off? Uh, I don't think the wheels are off. I think the Swans were never going to win the flag this year, and I think the it, it's quite Can't a young... you don't believe. It's quite a young team still as well, and I think people look at Sydney and they're <laughs> like, oh, they've been stride. doing this for a while. I'm used to him. Yeah. They've been doing this for a <laughs> while. Even- it, it like I <laughs> didn't so, even register. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's rare to see words physically, like verbal speech, physically bounce off someone. But mm. can't believe you don't believe it. Didn't even you didn't even blink. Have you ever watched like those like little fish swim up to a shark and the shark just keeps going and the little fish is just like oh that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, you're the anyway, shark. I'm the little fish. Continue. Sorry, Gemma. So yeah, Sydney were never going to win the flag this year, which is fine because like they it's not like they're they're not a team that's been up and amongst it for 10 years now with nothing really to show for it or a really old team. Um, so like I've said time and time again, I would rather do what we've been doing than drop out and have to rebuild. Well, that, I think that's the thing with Sydney is they missed finals once yeah, and have been, you know, challenging good teams for the past two or three years, yeah, but are still quite young yeah. and yeah. still are going to have that inconsistency in their game. And I think the big thing that showed against Port and against Gold Coast earlier in the year, the decision-making is the first thing that drops off with a young team like that. Yeah. And that was really evident on the weekend. As soon as that immense pressure got put on, they didn't know how to handle it. But that's the sort of thing that you can only fix by experiencing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm I'm not fussed about it. I think Port's a really interesting story this season because um, famously in 2017 – uh, Sydney went zero and six and made finals for the first time in history. Port went zero and five and they're looking to make finals here. Yeah, I think it's a it's a more interesting story in the context, especially given again the Swans were never going to win the flag. So I'm I guess I'm at the point where I'm kind of barracking for a story. Yeah, that's fair. And I think you know Errol Goulden, Chad Warner, Logan McDonald, they are what as a Swans fan, you hang your hat on at the moment. Yeah. yeah, And I guess Sydney also haven't been in the uh, situation where, like, you never, in the last, like, uh, you've missed finals once, was it in the last 10 years, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. 2019. So, but you haven't been in that situation where you've been hanging around the top four with nothing to show for it. Oh, I think they did a little bit before that and then dropped yeah. away. Um, after, but the, I, after 2016? Was that the... Yeah, after 2016, they were still... Good, but not great. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, 2019 missed finals for the first time since 2009. And since then have made finals every year. It almost but, like it feels like you needed that, though. Yeah, and it really forced a change in Fuck list off. and game style as well. <laughs> yeah, because you. That's directed no, at Joel. No, I know, I know. And, it's, yeah, because it forced a change in list and game style. Which we're doing without bottoming out. Game style is changing. List is still a bit slow. Yeah, the... And old. It's got to be, it's incremental. But I think it's really interesting watching the way the Swans are playing. Yeah. And they are trying to pull off a risky game style. It doesn't always work, but when it does, it's really fun to watch. So I think it, if you can separate, as a Swans fan again, if you can separate your mind from always needing to win yeah. to just enjoying the smaller things, it's actually a really fun season. Yeah, oh no, that's fair. Sean needs to listen to this episode. No, Sean's in, Sean's in a different situation to Gemma. Doesn't he? But isn't that an end of no, way of finding in a No, he's sick of being good, isn't he? I don't know, he's just angry his team's on top of the line. No, because Sean's upset because Brisbane now have he has hope. 
done. Yes. No, he doesn't have hope. That's the problem. He's got all these wins and nothing. Like he's, what, he's he's terrified of Brisbane finals. being Rodney's Rodney Ede Bulldogs that era of the Bulldogs that made prelim 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 fell off a cliff. It's like Geelong the past ten years. We haven't fallen off a cliff yet. <laughs> Where's the cliff? The cliff's not there. It's coming. We're running away from it as fast as our slow slow <laughs> no, bodies your, can go. Your club. So you know how some clubs have both the AFLW and their AFLM teams tracking really nicely yeah. in the same year. Melbourne this year is probably the example. Frio this yeah, year. Yeah, Frio's a good example too. Brisbane um, too. Brisbane, yeah, absolutely. I feel like Geelong's going to be the opposite. When Geelong's AFLW team starts <laughs> to go, their M team is going to fall away. So what so, you're saying is I'll never be sad. Yeah, that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, or you'll be sad every six months out of 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's pretty good. If someone said, hey, you're not going to be sad the whole year. <laughs> That's glass half, glass half sad. But that's what Essendon fans have to get used to. Men's team, not so good. W team, exciting. But Bring Essendon, on August. Essendon are also the men's team. This year is horrible, but there is a chance that, because we've got Joel, what? this is the perpetual problem with Essendon. Everyone always is like, next year they'll be good. Next year they'll be good. Gemma, the bar is so low now, they don't need to be good. <laughs> They just need to win more than three games. If Essendon finish like a respectable tenth, I'll be <laughs> so happy. That's what I mean. This is what you don't understand, Tom. You've never been in this position. But your W team. Oh yeah, they're flag favourites. No flag favourites. You're in it right Woo! here. Flag favourites. I think they may. Gemma be. has just said <laughs> privately to me, off mic, flag. Favorites. I think they may become the second ever expansion side to make finals in their first season. Who was the first team to do that? Gold Coast. Incorrect. Geelong. Oh, shit, because of conferences. Yeah, third, conferences, third babe. Yeah. And then what happened in that prelim? <sighs> yeah, didn't you make what's, it? What's, what's so bad is that conference system and, mate, and overachieving that year fucked us for the next three. And Carlton. Yeah, yeah. cooked us. Absolutely so cooked us because we didn't that- get the draft picks we needed. To continue to develop, and then COVID, and then expansion. So it's overachieving in the first year. Was also, so bad for delisting your leading goal kicker three out of four seasons probably doesn't help. Love it. Um, that prelim, don't need though, to kick goals. Kicked one goal, one <laughs> yeah. didn't score until the last quarter. Oh hey, and hey. he only kicked the goal because he got a fifty meter hey. penalty, which I, if I believe correctly was a very a questionable which, fifty which very, penalty. Very like, soft. Yeah, we we have to do something because <laughs> that was against Adelaide, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I reckon Adelaide were probably like, all right, look, if it gets to the last ten minutes, nah, someone just Adelaide there is no fucking way. <laughs> Adelaide are ruthless. Aaron Phillips walked out there that day and was like, if they I'm score, make some people it's cry. a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Geelong, next game you beat West Coast. Well done, three yeah. goals. This West, this game scared oh, me. I was going for West Coast so bad. Oi, I didn't watch this game. So I going into this game, I'm I said, so scared because we beat St Kilda, and I was like, oh my god, we Essendon could win two in a row here. Then I saw West Coast play against Geelong, and I was like, we're going to struggle against West Coast. This is going <laughs> to well, be real bad. I was so nervous. There was a lot of people on social media who were going around like, oh, Geelong by sixty, and I'm like, are you kidding? Geelong after the bye. We're going to go to WA. We're playing an Eagles side that for the first time all year may have their best side on paper actually out on the park, minus Nick Nat, who never plays. Well, he's on his way back now. He's on his way back. But this this is – Chris Scott even said, I think, going into this game, that there's actually no way 
for him to read West Coast's form going into this game because it's basically a different team. Yeah. And he actually, they were looking at last year's West Coast rather than anything that West Coast put up this year so far. So I was like in my head, I'm like, I just, we just need to win. Just like a, even if it's like two or three goals, that'll be enough because we're not going to blow these guys out of the water. They're going to come out. It's off a bye, which we're notoriously bad at. And if you're a team who's been playing terribly, surely in a bye you sit down and go, okay, guys. Halfway mark. We've got a lift for the. No, no, no. You go to Bali and assault women. <laughs> it's true. Ah, uh, that's what they. Sh- I wish they had all done that instead, and then not assault women. Just go to Bali and get absolutely drunk, and then come back and they're cooked. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, just want to clarify. I'm anti-assaulting women. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's very brave of you. Um, no, look, got the win. Uh, Tom Hawkins joined the 700th goal kicking club with a. Oh, no. It's very weird. Like, got, no, he just got a quick little snap around because he missed the one earlier. It was a set shot, and I think he had a bit of, I've just got to get this one out of the way. And it was off a free kick, free kick that he, a professional free kick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's no 1,024 goals. No, it is yeah. not. No, it is not. Um, He but, did say, though, I don't know if you saw this, Gemma. I didn't. But he was like, I saw Buddy's 1,000th goal up close, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen. I need 300 more goals. Oof. So he could keep doing it. So yeah, he, he's But he's going to go well. up two more spots on the all-time tally, I reckon. What's he got to get up to go to the next one? He's got to get to 1,056, I think it is. 157 to go past. So he could feasibly do that this year. And then the next one's only 20 goals after that. Jeez. So he could end up. He's got two more years. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think this year's his last. Damn. No, no, no. Next year's his last. Well, but he wants to play on. Go, buddy. Yeah, but like, okay, probably. Stop getting suspended, though, well, so no, that you can play and kick goals. Well, <laughs> getting suspended, though, is a great way to get another year contract because he's not wearing himself out because he gets True. to take... He's doing the he's doing the Shane Mumford method, but rather than openly being like, please only play me every couple of weeks, I'm old. <laughs> like Car Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, guys. I really shouldn't have hit that guy. <laughs> Forced oh, two weeks. <laughs> oh, oh, and both Charging it. No, 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 no. I did no, no. it. I did it. I'm going to plead guilty. <laughs> um, quick, two quick shout outs. Tom Atkins um, has gone into the midfield the last few weeks with personnel changes. Um, and when Parfit broke his hand against the Bulldogs, I was quietly worried. Um, he gets a lot of our contested ball. Parfit, 
Tom Atkins has gone in there and he's been so good the last few weeks. He's a similar player, isn't he? He is a similar player. He's a guy who we've been using in a small defensive role. And so we're able to swing him into the middle. We can play him as a small forward. And he just doesn't give up. Like know, he's it's just really annoying. He just tries really hard <laughs> and I and I love that. Um and uh my favorite stat happened in this game. E- equal quality. Hundred Oh no, the hundred percent disposal efficiency, double figure touches, and a goal. Who? Brad Close. <laughs> Love it. He's so fast. I love Brad. This is it's the, thing. the sleeves. It's the sleeves. They make him quicker. He how played many a game disposals in- there? 10. Double figures. Oh, come on. But how nice is 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, 0? Nah, 10 is such a cop out. Oh, man, Sean's going to agree with you. <laughs> nah. Tyson Stengel looking like a great pickup hey, this year. Do you reckon he's pretty good? I reckon he's pretty good. I reckon he's pretty good. Um, yeah, we have forward lines firing, and uh, this week against the the Tigers, we get three or four guys back. Menegol played his first game, proving his importance again. Just those get out of jail kicks out of the back line. He just takes such a good grab on the wing. It's good. Uh, it's good. Feels good. West good Coast have clearly looked at Essendon's playing style and been like, "Hmm, Waterman's up forward, kick goals," <laughs> and then they put Jake up forward, he kicked two. Hey, they also did a really strategy where they played Rioli on the ball heaps in like a tagging role. And then once the ball's bounced, he runs forward. And even though he's not You've as got dangerous, to make your opponent accountable. Well, yeah, he, even though he's not like a, a, a Dusty or a, or a or a stringer who does that sort of thing. Isaac Heaney. Heaney does it as well. You've still got to follow him. Yeah. Um, and who? he caused a brain explosion to Cam Guthrie twice. Although <laughs> I think Cam Guthrie was furious that he got pinged for holding the ball twice for no reason. Uh, anyway, Cam Guthrie also had a fucking enormous game: twenty-five hey, touches, thirteen tackles. He's pretty good at footy. Um, so is his brother. No Kiara Bowers. No Kiara, no Kiara Bowers. Do you want to know, actually? I would love to know whatever you're about to say. <laughs> Speaking of high tackle, high disposal oh, I absolutely want to hear what you're about to say. Yes. Yes. Do you know, and, and this was last year. It's no, in fine. the prelim last year. Emily Marinoff in her, I think it was her 40th game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been her 40th. She had 35 disposals, 13 tackles, and 400 something meters gained. I knew all about all of those things except for the meters gained. How crazy is that's that, a, though? That's pretty much a perfect game. Nah, I gotta get those numbers. That tells yeah, gotta numbers. get the Those are rookie numbers. 35, 35. 35, 35. <laughs> that's the dream. Twenty-one is the most. Actually, the tackles. dream. Yeah. The dream we want is um, a ruck to have hitouts, equal hitouts to tackles. I could probably find you that. So leave that one with me. Yes. Well. Someone that's like a part-time rock would probably, if they're playing up forward or something like that, could easily have had. I reckon Lauren Pierce would have done it. Lauren Pierce is the only rock in or only player in AFLW history that's had twenty hitouts, twenty disposals in a game, and she's done it twice. And yeah. she led Melbourne for clearances this year, five point four a game. I love rocks getting clearances. Lauren is there anyone Pierce that's a? Is, is there a part-time rock in either comp? I mean, you just said Lauren Pierce in. She's AFL. the full-time. She's, not, she's rock. the main rock. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of um. I'm sorry. I meant this probably won't be the case for Finish AFLW because uh, is there anyone that's like because obviously rock like part time rock or a second rock will play usually up forward and then come in and rock every now and then. Yeah, is there anyone that does defense? Montana McKinnon, um, Blitzers, because then they're probably like rock defense would probably be the ones to intercept uh, marks. Well, mm. Blitzers did that a lot last year, but this year he's playing more on the wing because Sam DeConing's really good. Montana McKinnon, though, she's a jet. Missed the grand final through suspension, though. Too fast. <laughs> broke broke the rules. Too jetty. I too mean, j- she did bump Kiara Bowers off the ball, but okay. There's two more games. Oh, yeah. Jesus and Christ. And one of them, look, 
One of them is notable. Someone that is a fuckwit did something that's big. And I another... mean, that could be anyone in that Toby game. Green kicked seven. Corey, Corey Waitman. Cody. Cody Waitman kicked Cody five. Cody Waitman kicked five. Dislocated High scoring game. Oh, yeah, that was yuck looking. Well, it wasn't the only disgusting No, that's around. the next game, which is the Gold Coast. Well, just quickly, because Aaron Norton also kicked five. It's pretty juicy. It's like, it was fucking raining goals in this game, which is... 11 goals in the first quarter. Yeah. It's happened four times this year. And I reckon GWS were involved in... They were involved in at least two of them, because GWS did it with Brisbane. I want to say... Yeah, they had that shootout against Brisbane. That was crazy. Yeah. Maybe GWS have been involved in all of them. Well, Well, notice since Harry Himmelberg's gone into defense... Oh, they're so much better. Yeah, he's (laughs) a great player. Anyway, they should have been playing him in defense the whole time. Uh, Uh, He's a pretty good forward. Yes. And also, they didn't have any other forwards. Yeah, there was 13 goals kicked in the first quarter of the Brisbane GWS game. Crazy. Swamp tweeted about it earlier today. Um, I'm talking about it now, Swamp. What are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> huh? I haven't seen Swamp's tweet. I'll check it out and be like, oh, yeah, GWS do kick a lot of goals. <laughs> uh, and then the last game of the round, Gold Coast annihilated Adelaide. Yeah, the Suns. All aboard the Suns train. Do, 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 do. They're going. <laughs> you all mocked me when I said I liked the Suns two years ago. Where they are now, um, and their have, women's team is going to kick butt this year. Yeah, they are. They're they're they're, they're, they're tracking in the same direction too. Uh, famously, can't remember if it was on mic or off mic when asked if there was any good AFLM teams this year. Sean said, "Yeah, there's one. Gold Coast Suns. That's it. He, they he, they're the only team in Sean's eyes that are playing well. Flag mantle. No, nah, because they, they played lost terror, those two games in the rain against games, the Suns. Against the Suns. See, <laughs> Suns beat Flag mantle. Almost beat Melbourne. I mean, Sydney beat Melbourne." Yeah, but so like the Suns are good. But and then who oh, did who did City lose to? Who? I mean, shitty teams. Didn't they lose to the? They Suns? lost to the Suns and yep. they lost to. Hang on, Flippin- are you telling me? Are you telling me that the Suns have beaten, almost beat Melbourne, but then beat Sydney and Flagmantle, who both beat Melbourne? I think the Suns have beaten almost every top eight side except for Melbourne. And Brisbane, they lost the Q clash. They would have, I think. Yeah. But they've they've won more teams against top eight sides than any other team from That is so good. Uh But the that only... doesn't always mean something because Melbourne no. in the AFLW this year and last year had a better record against top six sides than any other team and then lost their minds in finals. I will just say that uh, the only thing that might hurt the Suns is that Powell's out for the well, season. They, two weeks ago, they lose Lockie Weller, and then the other guy who does Lockie Weller's role in the side pretty effectively in Will Powell had the worst injury I've ever fucking seen. It was so bad, oh. and this is rare. It oh, was, okay. No, the, maybe not the worst. His foot's backwards. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It was so bad that they didn't show a replay. Yeah. No. Which you know is bad. Because the only one that I've seen that's worse is... Gary Rowan leg break. Oh, yeah, that's pretty fucking bad, actually. James Hurd's face was pretty bad. Yeah, but you couldn't, like, see a limb go in yeah. the wrong any, direction. Anytime a limb goes in a direction that it is yeah. not allowed oh, to any go. Any leg break in AFL is fucked. There's never been, I don't think I've ever been like, oh, he broke his leg and that was chill to look at. The Nathan yeah. Brown one. Nathan Brown. Oh, well, the Luke Parker one wasn't that bad. The, was it, what was the, the, the um, Mitch Wallace one? Oh. Why are we talking about broken legs? Can we not? It happened. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, but yeah, it's, they're never good. And uh, Will Powell, wish you a speedy recovery. And he's had such a shit run with concussion and stuff. You finally got yep. consistent games. And and, and again, that's the only issue for the Suns now is they've, they're already missing a few key personnel and they've managed to handle it. But Weller and Powell are both very important to the way they play footy. Plus, 
Butterick has Although done his hamstring. Not as bad as I think. He's a test for this week. And who's the other one that's going to be out? Anyway, it sucks because everyone like well, most people like seeing the Suns do well. Uh, it's, at least they can be excited about Tara Behana next season and Charlie Robottom. Oh, we haven't. Oh, we what? haven't What's talked up? about the draft news. Well, Sorry, are you done with what, men's football? I'm done with men's football. Yeah, we're done with men's game. football. That was the last game. Um, so I alluded, I, I told Tom that there was a big news coming with the AFLW draft. Yeah, and I had to clarify whether it was big news <laughs> or big Gemma news because we all know there is a difference between the two kinds of news. That's fair. I think it's big for everyone. No, no, yeah, no, but, but you also understand when I say something's big news for just you. Yeah! <laughs> fuck you, Tom! Oh, it's like Sean never left. <laughs> Now that's big Gemma news. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. Um, yeah, no, so what's your big news? So uh, the most highly touted player in the country. Sorry, I just got an email. Um, <laughs> Good email? <laughs> from the Sydney Swans. Oh, um, big Gemma news. <laughs> <laughs> most highly touted um, draft day, uh, potential draftee in the yep. country, Montana Ham, Victorian. Um, has nominated New South Wales. And who holds the number one draft pick, Tom? That would be the Sydney Swans. The Sydney Swans hold the number one draft pick. Montana- yes, they also have the number one draft pick for. They have the number one draft pick for New South Wales as well. So they're going to get the best player in Victoria <laughs> it's the same and pick. the best player in New South Wales. They have the first five picks in New South Wales. So they're going to be done with their draft because mm-hmm. they have five list spots to fill before – GWS even gets to draft anyone. Do you reckon GWS are feeling good about that? <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they're feeling pretty dog shit about it. I reckon that. they're going, oh, we could have, oh, no, shit. I but, reckon in, they're probably saying, fuck, yeah. shit. We should have hired Sean Carney as coach. No, Cam is great. Okay. Mm, Sean, I hope you heard that. So this news is possibly even bigger than Charlie Rowbottom nominating Gold Coast last year. Montana Ham is a talent. She's a 180 centimeter tall yeah. midfielder. Yeah, 181 centimeters. Plays as an inside I mid. 180, but okay. I've added an extra centimeter. <laughs> she might grow. She, she's only 18. She's, a, she's an inside. She's like, 17. She's growing another centimeter. <laughs> she's an inside midfielder who can play literally anywhere. Yeah, like it's fucked. It's a and it completely and and then Sophia Hurley has also nominated. New South, or it will nominate New South. Well, I think nominations close today, so has nominated New South Wales. So the Swans are going to get two of the most highly touted Victorian picks in the draft. Plus, they're going to get Cynthia Hamilton, who is the highest rated New South Wales. Of it is crazy the way that that's happened. It completely changes the face of the Swans list. Joel, Tom, would you like to know who has the number one pick in Victoria and will not get? Oh, I mean, I could player? take a guess. Go on, guess. Uh, so, Tom, if I had to guess based on your smile, it would be Essendon. No. You don't have the number one pick in Victoria. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't. No. Is it Geelong? No. Damn. Are you an idiot? Expansion team. First of all, yes, Gemma, I am. <laughs> Second of all, I got confused thinking it was like a exp- expansion team from Victoria this year. So, Not you. Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I bet they're real happy about it. Oh, I reckon they're stoked. Mm. Probably as happy as GWS are right now. Yeah. GWS are going, damn, we don't get anyone good. And Hawthorne are like, we're meant oh, to. we were going to have her. I mean, who would you pick? It sounds like Sydney may actually be the home of women's football. I mean, the city itself sucks, but the club, great. 
Yeah, it's sad that the city, Sydney CBD smells like shit. Wouldn't it be good if the Sydney as a city I was, there was recently? <laughs> me too. Decent. Yeah. Too many one way streets. Oh, for it's me. disgusting. And too many hills. Oh, heaps of hills. Heaps, heaps of hills. Streets. Too much Sydney. There's a lot of Sydney in Sydney. Oh. But SCG is good. Fantastic news for the Swans. Yeah, because they news. couldn't get the marquee player that they wanted in terms of big name current player. This coup sets them over the edge. And so they've actually built quite an exciting list that I don't think people realize because there are a lot of names that people probably don't know. Mm. But oh, I've noticed because a certain someone loves to tweet about how uh, one club seems to be flying very in the radar of who they're picking up, while another club is flying very under the radar with who they're signing. Who would be tweeting that? Uh, it's just a, it's a certain co-host we have today, Joe. Would they be in the room right now? They would be in the oh room my right God. now. Nothing I've tweeted has been malicious. No, no, no. It's not malicious. It's highlighting the fact that Sydney, because there was people being like, oh, Essendon have signed all these players, and then... I would check Twitter and then you'd be like, well, Sydney have actually signed an extra six players and here's the names. I'm like, oh, fuck. Those are good players. Are the Sydney women's team doing the same as the men's team and signing people called Charlie Horsewater? <laughs> <laughs> the classic Sydney Swans men's player that has the, like, the, the, the running joke that Sydney will be like, yeah, here's this guy. His name's Charlie Horsewater and he's the best player to ever play football. Uh, I don't know about the names as much, as, but they do have the look, I think. Okay. A really exciting one, actually, for the Swans. And I can talk about other expansion teams if you want, but Eliza Vale, who has been signed by the Swans, she came up through the pathways with people like Izzy Huntington and was a Jet. Yeah. And then kind of moved away from footy for a bit, and now she's back. So people are going to be like, where the heck was this chick for ages? And she just kind of went away for a bit. She's back, and she's going to hit the ground running. It's going to be sick. That's a Courtney Hodder special. It is, it is. Or uh, Emily Smith, who yep. um, is a rookie at Collingwood. She went to cricket, kind of yep. like Kirsty Lamb did, but didn't come back to footy as fast. Yep. Um, and she is going to surprise a lot of people at Collingwood. So a Sydney, is it looking like, I guess it's just based on list at the moment, because... When do we get the, when do we get the fixture, you reckon? Christmas? <laughs> yeah, Christmas. After the games? Yeah, they're like, oh, round, round one. one. Oh, no, no, it's round five. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to tell you, round one and two were... Two weeks. Oh, oh shit! Man. It the was attendance in, has been low. It was in Horsham, <laughs> all the nine games. I mean, if they did all the games at that Ballarat Stadium, I wouldn't be mad. That Mars. stadium's amazing. Mars. It's an incredible stadium. That is Sean's least favorite venue in the world. Well, Sean can get fucked. Sean. Whoa! Yeah. There we go. You got one more. News. You've done two. You've got oh, one more to go. Enemy. I mean, I called him stupid. So. Yeah, but that's not what you go on. You know you want to. <laughs> Only when the uh, when the when the it. when the time calls. All right, for it. Joel, get fucked. Have we got any emails? Uh, yes. And how many of them are about me? Tom, we've got emails. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm assuming this, these are emails full of praise. A lot of people being like, "Good on you, Tom." Saying it like it is, etc., etc. Okay, so first of all, yep. straight off the bat, yep, this is both a very long email, but also something that I think everyone in this room will appreciate greatly. And this is from. Lofty, who has the subject of the email is West Coast, West Coast Truth Spiracy. Okay. <laughs> I just want to peel behind the curtain for a second, just to ensure that Gemma would enjoy this email. Dusha flipped his phone around and showed her that it had a graph in it, and she said, oh, yay. Uh, yeah, so there's a graph, there's a spread, there's two graphs and a spreadsheet. Uh, Lofty has gone all out in this West Coast truth spiracy. Here we oh, go. Here we go. 
I'm writing to you from Western Australia where many lame excuses are being put forward as to why the West Coast Eagles have been performing so poorly this year. Injuries, COVID protocols, nightclubbing, etc. I, However, I believe I have uncovered the true e- the true reason for the Weagles' piss-poor performance this year. I'm excited. I take your minds back to round three of the AFLW season 2022A, where the faceless men at West Coast decided that there was no need to produce a proper pride jumper for pride round. Oh my they God. They showed no pride on their jumper and have showed no pride in their jumper ever since. Unlike Tom, I have some real statistics to back up this claim <laughs> and to di- and direct your attention to the graph below, which shows the win percentage across both AFLW and AFLM since the 2022 pride round plotted against the amount of pride in that club's 2022 pride jumper. Well, just to interrupt the email for a brief moment, yeah. West Coast may become the first club to get a wooden spoon in both the women's and the men's competitions in the same year. I don't think they will. I think they're going to improve. Oh, don't say that. I was so excited. Yeah, again. I'm sorry. I mean, there's still time. they're going to get the waffle one as well. Hey, imagine if they get the wooden spoon three times. They could. In one year. Plus the waffle one, that'd be four. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, as you can, W and West Coast stands for wooden well, you can spoon. Shout out to Swamp for that one because he said that to me on the phone the other day. <laughs> as you can see, and hopefully can describe to the listeners, there is a clear relationship between how proud a club's pride jumper was and how well they have performed since. So, what this graph stats uh, shows is. Is it every club or just West Coast? Every club. Holy shit, Lofty. Wind percentage since Pride Round versus Jumper Pride. And win percentage. You said wind percentage. Win percentage. I heard win. Wind percentage. I talk bad. (laughs) Uh, So basically what uh, Lofty has done is he's given everyone's, uh, every team, a Pride score out of 10 on how much they have been proud of their Pride Jumper and displayed the pride jumper and wore the pride jumper. West Coast is the only team to get zero. and they, have they com- didn't have one. Yes, yep. exactly. And their combined win percentage across both leagues since then was 10%. Uh, played eight <sighs> games, won one in the AFLW, 13% win rate, and played 13 and won one in the AFLM, 8%. Uh, they are, yeah, disgusting, and it probably comes down to the pride percentage. Which who's the, who's the pride? High, yeah, who's high- the... High pride, yeah. Highest pride? Yeah. Western, Western Bulldogs and Carlton both got a 10. Well, that's because they... Mi- okay. That's because what? Because their original pride game got postponed, so they wore it twice because... Excuse the data. Excuse the data, but... Well, who's third then? Melbourne? No, it wouldn't be. It would be Collingwood, wouldn't it? Uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, Frio are all 9 out of 10 on Pride. Collingwood should be up there with them. Collingwood's well. 7. Mm. Yeah, that's questionable. Um, Yeah, good stuff. Insane stats. Lofty, that's huge. Well, okay. can Great work, but a lot of these <laughs> numbers are based on opinion, so therefore not P.S. reliable data. Pride values were assigned based on factors including prominence of pride colors, bonus for including progress pride flag colors, additional meaningfulness of design elements, incorporation of traditional jumper colors slash design, and overall radness. I don't know how you can think any of that subjective, Gemma. Radness is an (laughs) empirical measurement. 
No, not having it. And we're definitely not tweaked to increase the statistical significance of the model. <laughs> I'm way less excited about this now. Well, I mean, it's still... Even yeah. if you remove every other team from the graph... I mean, we know West Coast are bad. We didn't need that to tell us that. No, no, we did. But... The science is there, Jim. The science is there. Ever since the pride you debacle... Science. You were so excited for a graph. And then well, they... Until I found out that the data was skewed. Ah. Well, the graph still... The graph still works. It's I just... mean, you can make a graph about anything if you're going to do it like that. Yeah, but yeah, how you can. a graph? I but hey, make... we haven't. <laughs> so, Lofty, well done. Uh, I've clearly just made an enemy. No. I'm fine, I'm fine with it. Lofty, we love your work. Uh, and really, Sean will go crazy for this. Uh will lie, though. <laughs> All right. Now, Tom. Here yes. we go. We found... <laughs> Why are you excited? I don't know. It sucks. It's late. So this is from Jared. Subject. Ah, resident North Melbourne supporter, Jared. You've never stooped lower. <laughs> Joel and Sean. So Joel and Gemma. I hope you're well. No, he wouldn't think I was, hope I was well. No, he would. Okay, fine. We'll keep it on. Joel and Sean, I hope you're well. Tom, I hope you fall into a well. <laughs> you low dog cunt. There it is. <laughs> I absolutely cannot believe your arrogance. The right thing to do was accept the words from my fellow shinburner Andy Savage and apologize for your comments about North Melbourne moving to Tassie. Let's cast our minds back to when Tom earnestly ranted about how he thought jokes about the old Geelong were basic, unfunny, and pathetic, and then he's rolling out abuse to comfortably the most casually casually bullied team in the co- competition and running with the most hack take in the history of hack takes. I did actually apologize for my take. No, you, then you doubled down. Yeah, you can't wink at me. I'm not Sean. A winks will do nothing <laughs> for I me. Know, I wish he was here. I would have had him on board. He he would have left. Many of you may have heard the fresh merger idea from Eddie McGuire during the week. Oh, yeah, that's which a, is such that's a bad a idea, it's laughable. Tom, I somewhat consider you a friend, but I want to make this clear as possible right now. I see no difference between Eddie McGuire and you. Well, I see I several. Hope- that says it all. Regards, emotionally, Jared Shinbona, last name that I won't read out because I'm not sure if you want me to say it. To that I just P.S. say- no, you could not outrun Todd Coldstein, you <laughs> fucking idiot. I'm in a car, just to clarify again. Um, I agree that Eddie's plan was dumb and dog shit because you wouldn't get North Melbourne to move to Tassie. I've seen the error in my ways. Don't get North to Tassie because they don't Next have email. enough fans. It's from Andy Savage. Oh, Andy. <laughs> oh. Dear Coach Carney, football director Dusha, and mid-card heel Tom. <laughs> First off, Tom, uh. I respect your move to embrace the heel role. Thank you. Secondly, thanks, Asterix Tom, for giving me a reason to focus on footy again. Your absolute arrogance, lack of respect, and empathy has filled my heart with a rage for all things Tom and Geelong. Round 16 is all I'm thinking about when the Shinboners pull off a massive upset, give the footy public what they want, a truly great underdog babyface upset over the scumbags that are Geelong. But it won't stop there, Tom. Win or lose, the rest of the season is about barracking against the arrogance of Geelong. I'm even thinking about joining next season's Fantasy League just to beat you. No, I don't have time for that. (laughs) No, I don't have time for that. Not for another eight years at least. But the chance to beat you, Tom, I'm willing to put my family, work, sanity, all second in my quest for justice and revenge. Rage-fueled Andy Savage. And then the asterisks. 
just says at the bottom, not a heartfelt thanks. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm going to take that at face value. Thank you, Andy. Uh, and then to bring home the uh, fuck you, Tom uh, element, because yep. we've heard you, your comments were heard and echoed through years of How Good's Footy, basically, because everyone's coming out. Because we've got an email from someone we haven't heard from for a while. Kados the Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, everyone. Kados uh, the Weapon is back. Kados. It's night time, mate. Learn how to read a clock. I would just like to say Kados opens the email with, Kados the Weapon is back. <laughs> After taking annual leave from the show, a little birdie told <laughs> told me Tom got called a low dog cunt. Uh, all for that. Suck shit, Tom. Tom, it's disrespectful to not listen to someone who is speaking from their heart and suffering deeply because their team sucks shit. A little bit of respect is too much effort for you? Tom... You're a fake basketball and Boston fan. You supporting the Celtics because they are in the playoffs is worse than your brother's antics after the 2007 Grand Final. Also, why are you wasting time scrolling through Uber Eats when you know a Zinger box is staring you right down the middle like the retirement home does for Cats players? Also, Pete, and this is for no one because this is reference to someone who doesn't listen to the show. Also, Pete, the D's suck shit, mate. Is, is that Sean's nemesis, Pete? I sorry, I didn't actually hear a lot of that because I was scrolling on my phone. Uh, go pies, yours truly, Kados the weapon. Oh, I'll leave out the PS because you weren't giving Kados any respect. Um, can I just say, I'm never going to take advice from someone who barracks for Collingwood, especially after this week. Kados, pick a new club. Finally, let's let's close the show with something nice. And something oh, there aren't we any. Can, <laughs> we can all get behind, which is how goes footy podcast bringing people together. Footy professors, etc. Tonight my team lost, but the How Goods Footy Sydney crew attended the Giants Bulldogs game together, and that was good. Your silly podcast was what started me watching AFL, and I got to watch Toby Green get pushed over in the front row with mates that I met through your silly podcast. It was universally agreed Toby Green should be pushed over. That was good. Often your opinions are ridiculous, and your quest for inner peace is misplaced. But you, of course, friendships and that, like footy, is good. Amelia. I love the Sydney footy group who go to the footy together. Big fan of that. More of that. More state-based Haggard's footy people going to the footy together. Go to footy. Go to it all the time. Well, we'll be going to footy on Thursday when we go see Melbourne and... The worst team in the league. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two... If you ask certain people, actively bad teams playing yeah. off as they are first and second. Man. More than halfway through this. What season. a who cares cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Hey, if you're also at the game, come track us down, say hey. And thank you so much for jumping on, Gemma. If you want to send us an email, you can. I fucked yeah, that Yeah, you fucked up. it up. If you want to send an email to me, it is Tom. No. It, <laughs> send it to howgoodsfootyatgmail.com.au. Uh, Care of Tom. Just let me know what you think of me. You uh, fucked up the email address. <laughs> Dot com. Dot au. Can you email us at gmail.com. <laughs> or late. find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Douche13. And- Carney's from Carney for 55. And Jemma, where can we find you and you've got anything you want to promote? Promote everything. Where promote can we find all you? your just, shit. you got so much stuff. You're doing heaps. I just want to promote one thing. Okay. Okay. That works too. What is it? <laughs> um. So find me on Twitter at JL Bastiani. But... Uh, and that's it, no. <laughs> since October last year, uh, myself and another co-founder of Siren, the platform that I'm a co-founder of, mm-hmm. um, Megan Follow and subscribe to their newsletter. Do that. Siren underscore sport, if you want to find that. Um, yeah, we 
kind of attached ourselves to the Western Bulldogs AFLW side and, and I spoke to six members of the club um, every fortnight or so throughout the season um, from preseason right to the end of it um, to write a long-form three-part series for Siren. Um, today, the day that we're recording this, I released the final part of it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so it's an integrated visual written piece. Um, so uh, I put a lot of work and time into it, and so did Megan. So I would love if people went and read that and let me know what they thought. We'll also, re- fascinating to look at them because of the COVID shit they copped. Yeah, it yeah, was a really, really interesting, interesting one. Stuff. Plus, you know, Izzy Huntington was a player that I spoke to regularly, did her knee in round one, and is now a Giants player. You know, there are a few different things that went on. Um, yeah, so the the six people that I spoke to regularly, Izzy Huntington, Mel Hickey, who was a new defensive coach for them um, mm-hmm. once I started speaking to her, um, Eleanor Brown in defense, Katie Lynch, also a defender, um, Jess Fitzgerald, who is the Danny Rojas of footy. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, that is good. <laughs> yeah. I understand pop culture references. You do. I'm um, proud. <laughs> Amanda Ling. So they were the ones that I spoke to regularly. So um, I would love for people to read it because, yeah, I put a lot of time and work into it. So I would like the payoff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, when we post this episode, we'll also retweet the article and then everyone that reads it also has to retweet it. It's one click. Get Gemma's work out there. <laughs> read her stuff. Then she can stop coming on here. Putting up with our shit. <laughs> I mean, I just want the gratification of fifty transcribing 50 different interviews and then writing 30,000 words. That's fucked up. Congratulations. Jeez. That's crazy. We will definitely share that. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. That's the only reason I came on. No, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, powerful. Should have plugged it at the start. Wow. Every Look. time we threw to you, you should have been like, well, yeah, that is an interesting question, but what's more interesting? <laughs> what's more interesting is when we're plugging things, I'm part of another podcast called Scaredy Boys. New episode's out every Friday. Yeah. Uh, we just did a live show the other yeah. night, so that'll be dropping at some point Holy on Friday. Holy shit, so, I was there. Yeah, get excited. Pretty good stuff. So much good stuff. I also put in not as anywhere near as much work as Gemma has. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope everyone enjoyed the long episode. Goodbye. Gemma's waving goodbye. You have to wave goodbye back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.